Holy Gospel for this, the first Sunday in the season of Advent, is from Mark chapter 13, beginning at verse 24. Jesus said, In those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and he commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else you may find, he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. What I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. My soul proclaims your greatness, O God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Most holy God, we gather in this season of Advent, this time of year, which notices the darkness. And in the midst of the darkness, the candle, the light of hope and confidence. Most holy God, be with us now that your word might speak to us. And in a moment, may we come to your holy meal to receive the bread and the blood, your very life which becomes part of us. In your holy and most blessed name we pray. Amen. Today's gospel lesson is a perfect way for us to start the season of Advent. The season of Advent, as you may know, is a season of four weeks just prior to Christmas. Christmas is a season of the year 12 days long. Advent, again, four weeks, four blue candles. We light one candle for each of the weeks of the season of Advent. The themes of Advent are a little bit counter to what's going on in the secular world around us. The theme of Advent is simplicity and quiet and reflection, and especially preparation. And as in today's Gospel lesson, to be awake. And especially those last two themes, to be prepared and to keep awake, are the focus today of what we are going to consider as we begin the season of Advent. 
First of all, to be prepared. You all know what it means to be prepared. I suspect many of you have guests coming over to your home this year, or you're going somewhere where people are going to have to prepare for you. So we prepare by doing things. We clean the house. We put up decorations. We go to the grocery store, buy food. Maybe we bake cookies. We set the table, all to get ready for the guests to come. And it's a great celebration when they do arrive. Well, in a similar way, Advent is meant to be a season that we do things to prepare for the coming of the holy, the divine, the Christ in our hearts and in our world. So sometimes people prepare in Advent for the coming of the Christ by taking time each day for silence. As soon as this sermon will be over, there will be a moment for absolute silence for us to listen for the coming of the Christ child. Sometimes people prepare for the coming of the holy by a recommitment to daily devotions. Or maybe coming to worship and enjoying this particular liturgy. We have this liturgy that we use only four Sundays per year. And it is holy to us. And the music opens and prepares our hearts for the coming of the holy, the divine. Sometimes we prepare for the coming of the holy by doing acts of kindness. Or maybe acts of justice, taking the example of the Good Samaritan. And as we do an act of kindness, our own hearts are more prepared for the coming of Christ. Sometimes we prepare for the coming of the Christ by releasing our tight grasp on material, especially this time of year, to instead of having a society and a culture where we're about getting and consuming, we become people who release and let go. And the season becomes more about giving than getting. For the past few years, I've been encouraging you as congregation and my own family to prepare for the coming of Christ by doing this routine. Sometime during the season, during these four weeks, do some act of random kindness or do some random gift of kindness in secret. Don't tell anyone. Do it for someone you may not know. A random act of kindness or a random gift of kindness to an organization that may be needed. Next Sunday, we will have alternative gifts available for you to do just that. In the narthex, there are giving trees from local nursing home and from people coming out of homelessness and for children who have less in our neighborhood. You take a tag and do a random gift of kindness. But I want you to do a little bit more. So once you do your random gift or random act of kindness, write it down on a piece of paper and place it in an envelope and seal the envelope and put it under your Christmas tree. And there it stays until you open your presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And there, as you're opening and tearing all the presents and diving into all the stuff that you're going to get, you will, in the midst of that, open that envelope and you will share with your family, I did this random act of kindness this month. I gave this random gift of kindness this month. 
It will, I guarantee you, change your Christmas moment. All for the purpose of preparing yourself to receive the holy. All of the things that I've mentioned to you are things we do, actions we take. Advent is partly that, preparing. But today Jesus says to us something different than be prepared. He says to us, keep awake. And at this point in the sermon, I was going to make a point of looking very carefully at everyone in the congregation <laughs> to see if anyone is nodding off, and I don't see anyone nodding off. That's good. To keep awake. I always used to think that those two were pretty much synonymous, to be prepared and to keep awake. But they're two really very different things. To be prepared is to do something, to take action. And to keep awake is more of a state of mind. It's a way of being, not doing. So how do we keep awake, keep alert, be aware, be focused? Martin Luther, 500 years ago, spoke to his congregation about the theme of Advent to keep awake and preached a sermon that was based, we think, on this very text. And he shared with his congregation this illustration to teach the point about what it means to keep awake. Many people in his congregation were people who worked in the mines. And he said, I want you to imagine, you congregation, that you're in a mine. You're digging for coal. And suddenly you hear a rumbling. And you hear timbers cracking. And the tunnel that led to the little cavern where you were working suddenly collapses. There is dust everywhere. It is a cacophony of sounds initially. And then it's absolute darkness. No light whatsoever. And it is absolutely You as miners know that you can't start digging yourself out because you'd use up the oxygen way too quickly. All you can do is wait for your rescuers to come. And so while you wait, you are wide awake, listening for the sound of a shovel or a pickaxe trying to break through. You will be wide awake in the midst of the darkness, staring into that darkness, looking for some sliver of light that might be a sign of your rescue. And Luther said, that's what it means to be awake, to focus, even at the darkness. We're not miners. We're not trapped. Or are we sometimes trapped? Our cave-in, personally, can take as many forms as there are people sitting here today. An unfulfilling career, 
can seem like you're surrounded by darkness. Living with the results of an abusive past. Being surrounded by the darkness and the confusion of a health diagnosis or financial concerns or just being laid off. Being surrounded by the darkness and the pain of grief at the death of a loved one. Being filled with anxiety and fear as you face the world with some mental health issues yourself. <clears throat> or maybe you don't think you're trapped. And you simply make your way through life, going through the routines, and it's like, you know, this is what life is about, one step after another, one thing after another, and it's like you're going through life, walking in mud, plodding along. And this is it. Yes, is this really it? Shouldn't life be dancing, filled with joy? Luther would say to us, Advent is a time meant for us to stare into our darkness and to not jump too quickly to action. To stare into that darkness and to listen in that silence. For the sound of the pickaxe breaking its way into our world or the sliver of light that is the sign of our salvation. For you see, in Advent, we're not just remembering the coming of Jesus 2,000 years ago. Advent is meant to confuse past, present, and future. Yes, we celebrate the Jesus who came and was placed in a manger. And we celebrate the future tense, Jesus yet to come. But equally, we celebrate in Advent and Christmas the coming of Jesus in our present tense. Now, at our side, at the very beginning of the Gospel of Mark, Jesus says to his disciples, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the Gospel. And it's all present tense. The kingdom of God is at hand. Your hand is very close to you. The kingdom of God is really close to you right now. Not just in the past, not just in the future, but right now. Instead of saying repent and believe, he could have said in chapter 1, be awake and look for it. Notice, it's right there, even in the midst of your darkness. It's right there, even in the midst of your silence. Focus your attention. How many people do you think would have thought that when Jesus came the first time, when God broke into our world, that it would be in the form of a child born into poverty and placed in a feeding trough for animals? Who would, who would have imagined without eyes to see and ears to hear. And so this Advent, I say to you that the message is stare into your darkness 
listen in your silence, and you will experience a presence of the holy that you may never have noticed before. That is our hope. That is our confidence. That is at the center of who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we sit.